It's been 414 days since the San Jose Sharks welcomed fans inside their home rink. And they were treated to a entertaining matchup, to say the least. But did they get the victory to end their longest losing streak in 15 years? We'll talk about that, how you can help the Sharks and SAP Center stay viable to San Jose, and more. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday night, April 26, 2021. The San Jose Sharks are victorious. Yes, the Sharks win 6-4 to four in a crazy one against the Desert Dogs. Take your drinks now. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single game home and away. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. It really does go a long way. SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. You have Eric and Eric. Uh, you know, Landy, I think I need an apple. Um, does anybody have an apple? Carly, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, Landy, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm doing all right, dude. Doing all right. You know, it's that time of year where we get to split our attentions between baseball and <laughs> hockey and you know basketball so i'm doing good i've got sports that really you know really there for me right now but but <laughs> and but most importantly we have the sharks ending an eight game losing streak oh my goodness uh, and oh my goodness and i didn't think that this was the case but it turned out to be the case that you know this was the longest losing streak for the sharks since the 10 game losing streak that they had right before they traded for Joe Thornton. Um, coincidence? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, deep down inside, thank God this thing. I mean, no no matter if you're on team tank or team playoffs, I mean, uh, honestly, Landy, to get out of that slump is nice to see. But, of course, <laughs> you, you talk about other, other sports teams, they had a little bit of Giants torture in this one tonight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I mean, look—they they, just—they'll never make it easy on themselves. Even when they win, it's not easy on themselves, right? And and uh, I don't know what it's going to take for this team to really sort out its mental issues, but it needs an exorcism or it needs something. My God! Yeah. I, I mean, I just really—it's. It, it, it was inexcusable after like four games, right? And, and they basically double it. And that that excuse of a game uh, over the weekend was just a slap in the face to their fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. a and I'm I'm glad that they're out of it, but this team has some real structural issues that are going to need to be examined in the off season. And I think we see that, you know, on display number one with the goaltending tonight. I mean, Kojanash held his own, had been, you know, played aggressive even when he got burned and, and committed to his style of play. Right. I mean, Jones, I, I, you know, is, is up and down. Um that's the, an that's an understatement. <laughs> I'm trying to be as yeah, I'm trying to be as um you know, diplomatic here as I can be. Of course. But, you know, up and down and the defense corps continues to make silly mistakes in their own zone and I see the forwards cheating a lot. I, I, so what's going to happen? I mean, you're going to have a team that is inconsistent at best and look I, I think it's it's pretty evident I'm on team tank 
So, you know, in, in that respect, you know, they got a little bit away from that tonight, you know, of, of the tank job. But it was good to see the the newcomers and the, uh, you know, and, and Kane really step up. I think it was Barbanov. Bar- Bar- Barabanov. Barabanov. Thank you. Yeah, so it was good to see just an injection of, of fresh blood back in there, and I thought VL was doing well, uh, you know, on his line too. So I, I think right now, to me, I, I see this as like the September call-ups, dude, where you're just going through and you're trying to figure out who's going to have a job next season. And, and that's kind of you kind of paraphrase what Bob Bugner was saying uh, this morning is that you, you need to find out who wants to be here next season. And going forward, I mean, there's a there's a couple handful games left uh, of this season. You can you can give them a chance to make it, but it's now it's looking like out like they're not. But again, this is one of those games where where Landy, I, I kind of said, show us something. Even if you were to lose, if you were to lose this game, you know, show us something. And I think they showed us something tonight in that sense. And they got off to a really good start, which I think Bugner has been harking on them big time. I mean, you had Noah Greger get his fifth at like 17 seconds in, you know, three minutes in Burns gets a seeing eye shot that, you know, which, which was classic Burns to make it to nothing, you know, and you look on the score sheet, you see Hurdle, Kane, on on here in the first. I mean, Kane had a three point night. You throw in the empty netter to to uh, cap off a great night. I, I mean, yeah, you had a Balser's holding call. Um, we can get into the power play in a little bit. I think I think for the month of April, they're now what over like two for thirty seven. <laughs> um, but but obviously a good start in the first period get up to nothing early uh, and Koshinaj kept them you know kept them kept the desert dog scoreless yeah no Koji Koji was doing good that's what I've that's what I've come to name him is Koji. Koji yeah that's that seems to be you know what kind of flows off the tongue real good <laughs> it's like it's and it's a kind of a throwback to Nabby right so you kind of get with that ending of the Y um, but I mean dude I, I thought that they, they were awesome in that first period, but I just kept thinking to myself, man, where the hell was this seven games ago? Yeah. Where, where, where was this at the beginning of the season? Uh, you know, and, and so while I get a little bit of glimmer of hope because you, you like to see that offense really kicking into high gear, it's like, yeah, but it's so hollow. The, the the victory is is hollow the 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 all the accolades are hollow for this game because i think when you when we transition in further into the game they show us who they really are right you know who who they really are in insofar as how they you know defend in their own zone you know how they get this kind of false sense of security when they're up with uh you know a lot of goals and and they can be pushed around, you know, I, I mean, flat out. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happened in that second period where, you know, the coyotes were mounting a good, um, pushback is, is they were being physical on the sharks and the sharks didn't have any response. Right. And, and at that time it was for nothing. So, you know, like it's typical day, Dave talk it. <laughs> Rick, oh, Rick Tockett. I, I was yeah. getting confused. Dave Tippett and Rick Tockett, both oh, yeah. both co- Coyotes coaches. Forgive me there, but yeah, I mean, again, they got off to a great start in the second period. Make it Couture goals in back to back games. Thank God he's he's kind of finding his his niche. You know, uh, pattern. He gets his first NHL point. I mean, there's so many firsts in the last couple of games. I'm running out of time making these these first point goal win graphics you know to to post online uh for these guys but you know pattern meyer yay meyer showed up on the scoring sheet Woo-hoo! you know uh you know eric carlson grips grips and rip it for his sixth of the season from Keane. that was the night for darcy kemper who you know 
who's been lights out before, and then you bring in, oh, crap, here comes Aiden Hill, because, you know, third-string goaltender just seems to be the, the, the nightmare for the Sharks, and it started to make things happen. I mean, a minute and a half later, you know, Bunting gets a goal, and then six minutes later, Kel- Keller... Oh, excuse me. First point for Pattern. My bad. My bad, Lacey. Thank you. Uh, you know, Bunting and Keller make it 4-2, and all of a sudden, the Sharks are coming back a little bit because they're like, oh, shoot, we're not done yet. We're, we're not... Uh, we're, we're not... We're, we don't have this in the bag. And, and that's the problem that this team has had all season, is c- hanging on to a multi-goal lead. Um, and it got really, really scary. Uh-huh. You know, especially going into the third period. Where's that killer instinct? Where where is that where is that killer instinct from this team to really button down and play their asses off in the defensive zone for a rookie goaltender? Right? I mean, if 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 you're if you've got two of the best defensemen in the league, quote unquote. And, and I say, quote, unquote, because let's face it, both of those guys are not defensemen. They're rovers. And, uh, you know, the, the kid is got a little bit of shaky rebound control at times. But also, you want to be able to front the puck a little bit better. You want to just play better in your own zone for him. Right. And and and. Ah. Uh, it's just so infuriating. It, it just really is because you, you can see the glimpses of the good, but then it, they just kind of slap you back into reality with their with their brain cramps. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 I don't know what to put it. it, it, it you, you, you get comfortable, I think, is part of the problem, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's tough to see because, you know. It's like you guys, you guys can't, you know, just sit idly and be okay with it. You know, for nothing, like you said, a killer instinct. Just keep putting the pedal to the metal. Send a message that, that if you are really serious about, you know, trying to sneak into the playoffs, like you say you are, show it. Give give the somebody the attention. To be, oh shoot, they mean business. You know, this. Yeah, and then you know you see Jacob Chikrin, uh, have have yourself a night, my friend. I mean, two goals on the night. He gets one, you know, like a couple minutes into the into the third period to make it four three, and then you're like, oh crap. And Landy, I'll, I'm sure you were thinking the same thing. It's like, okay, when when are they tying this game up? Because it just seemed like little by little something was going to uh, just trigger them. Yeah, I. I it's that that implosion type of uh, of play that we've come to expect from this team, you know, where we basically expect the Charlie Brown football moment. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you know, what other way is there to put it at this point? And and again, I think that that that's well deserved. You, I mean, you should be fearful at this point when they have a lead, and you know, they start you know, slacking off in the defensive zone and their changes get really horrible. Like to me, that's classic sharks. That's classic sharks. That, that has been a staple since the Thornton era. You know what I mean? That, that really hasn't changed in the last decade. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for, for Bob Bugner to be such a, you know, hard as nails kind of tough guy coach, seems to me that he's kind of given some passes on some guys that need to be you know shown the pine well and we'll, we'll say Donato and LeBanc were are day to day or you know undisclosed injuries <clears throat> okay we'll we'll take your word for it I guess but I mean it's it, it makes you wonder you know <laughs> and, and and Kevin Lacey, you know, you're you're right with us here. I wasn't kidding when I audibly said, Shh, don't tell the sharks it's for nothing on TV. Yeah. I mean, come on, seriously. Exactly. You know, but I mean, you know, he jokes, but it's, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's true. Tr- 
<laughs> so let's get to some of the uh, let's finish up the recap here. I mean, you yeah. saw a, you saw a, a parade to the penalty box too, which was crazy. You got, and it kind of alternates it's like sharks, coyotes, sharks, coyotes, coyotes, sharks. It's like who doesn't who doesn't want this game the most? <laughs> I mean, it shows that he's like, hey, do you want to win? No. You want to win? Oh, okay. okay. Well, maybe okay. You know, he, he... so after Chikrin makes a 4-3, you know, uh, Sharks take a couple of penalties. I mean, Meyer with another tripping call, which, you know, he wasn't moving his feet there. It was a lazy play. Uh, who knows if he's the one that gets to sit on Wednesday. Uh, but nice to see Alexander Barabanov, his first as a Shark. I believe his first in the NHL. Uh, picking up the loose. It wasn't a cheapo. It, it wasn't a cheapo either. No, no. I mean, Kane had a great chance to, to bury it, and then the puck came right out there. And here's the thing. Go to the net. Go to the net. And boom. You know, yeah, he had an open net. He can't miss it. But, I mean, shoot. Great to see uh, the pickup from Toronto for freaking uh, uh, Auntie Suomela make dividends. I mean, it's a nice pickup uh, that could be huge, especially for a guy who was known for, to be a great goal scorer in the KHL. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I think so as well. But I think some guys are in the in the chat and they're saying, well, I mean, is that just because of the lack of talent that we see a guy like Barabanov, you know, do well just because, you know, it's again, you're you're. You're shining in a sea of mediocrity. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good question. I, I mean, I thought he looked pretty good no matter what. Uh, but yeah. But this is. I mean, these last few weeks, no matter if you're doing a playoff push or, or tanking or something in between, which is probably what the Sharks will end up doing. Um, it, you need to know what you got, because yeah. honestly. If you're not gonna make it, then then you know what is it? Spanish archer elbow, bye bye. You know <laughs> exactly. You're out of here yeah. quicker than than the stealth jersey. I mean, come on. So, uh, but nice to see that Chikrin makes it five four. Of course, Evander King gets in, gets the empty netter. Um, you know, oh, man, I was I was so waiting for that that hat trick goal. Weren't you? Shoot. Weren't you? He was he was feeling it tonight. I mean, kudos to Chicken. A great night with a couple of goals there. Uh, but dang it, oh man. Yeah, yeah, not good, not good. And and again, I think for me at least, he's got to be number two on the Norris. I I think he's he's really put together a good year. Um, you know, leads all defensemen in goals. And I don't know. I, I think Hedman will probably take it, but I would not be surprised if it's, uh, um, you know, if it if it's not a neck and neck race between him and and uh, and Hedman. And, and that's what you you hope f that he does get a nomination, considering he's in Arizona. You're playing in the West Division. You're not getting much time, especially the, and you know this was a 10:30 start out in the East Coast, where they don't get you know, uh, as many eyes up, you know, so you hope for, you hope for something there, uh, because, you know, he's been, he, he's been a heck of a guy for the, uh, yo, it's 16 goals on the season. I mean, Vander Kane leads the Sharks with 19 goals, uh, and, and the Coyotes defense, uh, as opposed to the Sharks, I think they're, I think they said on the broadcast tonight, 28% of the Coyotes' goals have come from the defense. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have a pretty good one with OEL. Uh, you, you have Goligowski, who who was once, you know, one of the great defensemen Dallas had for a while. And, and now Chikrin, who's become a, 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 eventually a star for them. But... Yeah. But I, no, I mean, star-studded star defense core I mean, and... I think, I, you know, they've got talent not only with veterans, but they also have another wave of, of defensemen coming in. And that's what makes Arizona so unique is that they have both, you know, guys in their prime, but also guys that they're able to to rely on in as youngsters. Yeah. 
And, and as we get to like the finale of of this divisional rivalry, as the Coyotes will go to the Central next season, uh, depending if not we're under COVID divisions. But uh, you know, uh, maybe it's a good time for them to go. <laughs> so uh, let's get to some of the comments coming out of the locker room right near. Uh, we'll first start off with uh, Bugner here. I thought Coach and Ash's battle hard, and he was still finding his game. The last two goals weren't great, but he came up big during their power play, uh, something you like to have a promising on there. Uh, Kane with Barabanov, who got the assist on his first goal. Uh, he has skill and good patience. I thought he did a really good job with me and Tomas. Uh, always nice to see and get some love from a, from a veteran. Uh, and of course, Eric Carlson, you know, 520 fans were in attendance tonight. Like we said, first time since March, I believe March uh, 8th, 9th uh, of 2020 was when the Sharks last had fans in the stands. Uh, but EK65 mentioning, you know, uh, the fans brought some normalcy back to the building and they were excited the entire time. You know, a lot of guys were getting some looks and see where they stand for next season. Which is interesting because, you know, he doesn't want to be here for a rebuild. Uh, but Boogerong fans coming back, you know, it was very cool to have fans back and they were allowed. It was nice to hear you suck before the anthem. <laughs> oh, it's the little things, folks. It's the little things, you know, to to get, get that. Um, now, the fans were just excited as we were have them back they were happy to be here and support us during these difficult times uh yeah i mean it's it's nice to see that uh the guys are giving some love and vander Keen doing the same thing for 500 fans they were awfully loud gave us a boost especially when the game was getting late uh you know and it's and it's nice to see overall landy to uh you know it's just a little bit in there um you know to see just a little bit of a crowd uh, get up for it. you really couldn't quite hear them uh on the television side but uh man landy it makes me miss miss the tank a little bit more because it's like we would love to be back there and and to the 500 fans that were there you know we're, we're fortunate you were able to get in there and i'm glad you all are doing okay and safe yeah no i think i think they're doing it the right way and i think that the team uh, you know, I think is being cautious with this rollout, but it's very warranted. And again, I, I just brought up today. It's just good to see fans back in the stands. It's just a little less lonely out there. It's a little less hollow. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be really exciting to see a live product. However, that excitement might all just slip away once you start watching that product. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you can still enjoy going to the rink and, you know, all of the the fanfare that, that comes with the tank. And it's just an awesome place to, you know, hang out and get some human interaction, right? right. So, um, yeah, as far as that goes, it, it's super exciting. However, I think you've, you've teased it enough about some of the uh, developments and uh, – developing of, of what's going on and could affect you know the fans uh, experience in the future yeah uh great segue landy good job <laughs> you know uh we, we don't do this for nothing folks we don't get that the standings as beforehand you know the sharks at 43 they sit five points out with eight to play st louis has two games in hand so you're not looking good for it but nice to see the sharks get off the schneid there but as landy was mentioning there is a lot going on planning wise uh going on here for uh for the uh, tank here you're going to have um the downtown west project is scheduled review by the city of san jose's planning commission uh this wednesday at 6 30 uh to voice your concerns about the future of SAP Center and the Sharks. Let's be honest here. It's it's not just the building. It's also the team as well. With the Planning Commission, email no later than noon on Wednesday to planning support staff at San Jose CA .gov. That's planning support staff at San Jose CA .gov, uh, 
to uh, get in there to voice your thoughts. You can also share your concerns with elected members of the San Jose City Council by uh, emailing them at city.clerk at sanjose.gov. Uh, this is really important here, folks, because the the fact of the matter is, is that the Shark Tank uh, and Landy, I know you've I mean, I know you're in San Diego, but you've been up the Shark Tank. Uh, it's very comfortable and easy to uh, get to uh, for games. But, uh, you know, my, my thinking yeah. is, is that uh, you, you have a whole lot of uh, issues here. And my my unfortunately, my example kind of went away here so let me get that back up all right let me let me vamp then i mean just for everybody who who doesn't know i i'm originally from mountain view right so i spent a lot of my formative years especially in east san jose so i've got um you know very intimate knowledge of the area and of of the shark tank itself so any kind of you know san jose is, is such a unique has such a unique downtown because for such a long time, it was a sleepy kind of downtown. You know, it wasn't a lot of uh, high rises and things like that. You had a lot of old, you know, craftsmen or Victoria, Victorian style housing, you know, not too far away from downtown. And, you know, the Shark Tank was just situated right on the outskirts back in when it opened in 93. Right. right. And, and it was sitting, you know, kind of on the outskirts of downtown um, San Pedro really, that kind of area hadn't really been built up yet. Um, it was, you know, still kind of a sleepy part of, uh, of downtown and then started getting the things put all around it. You know, you've got that whole foods that's over there. You've got that San, San Pedro square, you have all the shopping and the restaurants and things like that, on, you know, going down Santa Clara street. So, you know, you start packing in more and more densely into that area and things are going to start to suffer, whether that be parking, whether that be transit in and out of that area, um, especially because I think 87's right there. Um, so, you know, it, there's not a lot of space to work with as it is, but then to have this redevelopment program go in there and basically widen or, uh, sorry, take down the streets going, um, you know, one in, uh, to one lane in either direction. I mean, that's going to really stifle the flow of traffic going in and out near SAP center, not to mention, you know, the parking, uh, the parking area being, um, expanded into yet again. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think, if they do it correctly, meaning they add maybe some underground parking or, you know, they add um, uh, better I mean, access to VTA or 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 whatever, however, that's going to happen. There need, needs to be an offset in the infrastructure to SAP. I mean, that's a great point, Landy, because, I mean, lots A, B and C are the ones that are, are just in this map are, are just above the shark tank there. Uh, the thing is, is that. You know, Google, well, not necessarily Google, but the city wants to develop that land. Uh, the Sharks, you know, have right to that land because of the, the arena deal that they have. And that's kind of just, you know, it seems like the city of San Jose is like, no, we're not going to talk to you, Sharks. I mean, yeah, you've been around for nearly 30 years and you've been a huge boost to, you know, uh, to San Jose. Anchor. An anchor. Yeah. Anchor of downtown. Right. I mean, outside downtown. And yes, it's been business development and everything, but it's like it's ridiculous. You look at this map here. You have parking lots A, B and C, which are, you know, on the north side of the building. Uh, you don't forget mention the little blue areas have handicap parking along with drop off zones in the area. You also have parking for the Deerodon station because that's going to be a major hub. Uh, no matter what, I mean, you, you all, not only do you have the Google project, but you also are going to have uh, BART eventually down the road whenever go underneath Santa Clara Street. And that's how they're going to get that into uh, the Deerodon station, you know, and you have and like like AJ saying on here, too, you have less than 12 percent of the season ticket holder base live within a 10 mile radius of the arena. So, I mean. You know, and it's that's, not... the, that's the problem because, you know, the, the team or not the team, but the city of San Jose needs to realize that 
you know, this doesn't doesn't just affect the San Jose metropolitan area. It affects the greater Bay Area on how exactly they're going to beef up um, transportation in and out of the city. Right. And again, if you've got, you know, you've got BART coming in or you've got Caltrain coming in from the other side or you've got, um, you know, like I said, VTA is kind of over there by uh, by that, too. You're, it, the, the congestion is just going to be that much more. And I'm not seeing a pathway for. Um, a lot of automobile traffic, right? And and I'm not I'm not seeing a pathway for it, and I'm not seeing infrastructure for it. Again, you know, you got to think about you got to think just about something out, you know, kind of a little bit more out there. It's going to be costly, but again, underground parking or an above ground lot or you know something to to help offset. The loss of of all of this parking right and and you lose the parking but also just more so than anything i'll show you the after effect now I and mean, you have the shark tank you know kind of right in the middle but your primary lots are now all office residential and hotel you wipe out the under the under uh the under uh street where Pass? yeah where cahill is where which is where the you know where the alaska airlines club level entrance is now uh right. that's going to become a street you know straight on uh and of course like we said you're going to turn santa clara street into two lanes going one way each level that's ridiculous i mean it just seems like uh like uh, you're asking for trouble I mean, look, again, we'll, we'll give you the comparison here. You have parking down below, which was a huge lot. You have uh, two lots that are there for handicap parking, plus parking for, you know, Deerdon. And now it's high resident, you know, high rise residential offices, hotels all around the tank. I mean, I'm from Concord, Landy, and I know you, you can travel up here to, to visit family when you're up in the Bay Area. But I mean... I don't know how you how we would get there. I would, I mean I already leave at like three thirty four o'clock to go down to the game. I'm wondering if I have to leave earlier just to find a parking spot if when all of this is said and done. And that's including the construction. I think more than anything, the construction uh, of all this going down. I mean, who wants to go through a war zone? I mean, sometimes, I mean, some of the buildings in that area is just ridiculous right now with I, I all the think, buildings around I there. Think I, and I think because, you know, again, I'm 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 here in San Diego. I think I can also give a little bit of perspective on how a downtown arena works, you know, in conjunction with the city. Right. So the Padres here in San Diego are literally next door to the gas lamp corner, historic gas lamp corner. Everybody knows because that's where you party and, and, and all of that. Not that I've done that. But. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Really. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's near the near the kind of cultural hub of downtown. And so what they ended up doing was they put a trolley station right next to it and they didn't have a lot of parking. Right. There's a lot of street parking, but they don't really have too many lots. I think they only have two lots. And I think one is for season ticket holders. The other is like the pay for it kind of lot. Right. And um, so so their solution was to really utilize um, light rail. So I think if the city of San Jose can really reprioritize light rail, and then let's say, you know, maybe the sharks do a trade with the city of San Jose, like, okay, you know, yeah, you guys can encroach a little bit more on our parking spaces here, but you know, what if you can give us a section of land near one of the VTA stops or near, um, you know, a BART station where we can direct fans to go to and then kind of give them like a free little voucher or, you know, a, a, you know, open the line that goes from that parking structure to the tank. I, I think that that's the only solution in my mind that can kind of fill that stopgap. But again, you're going to have to be very delicate about that procedure. You're going to have to make sure that the construction uh, doesn't impede the flow of foot traffic coming from the station down, you know, the street. But, and I don't think we have any idea right now of, of, of any kind of plans of how they're going to, 
you know, execute this. And and that's the scary part of it, Eric. Right. And and that's and that's the whole point. I mean, first of all, you have to have the dialogue and the city is really kind of shut down the sharks in regards to their concerns for all this. I mean, there was an email that was put out by the sharks and it's on the future of SAPcenter.com. And that's that's the problem, you know. I mean it's just it's just crazy. I mean Kevin Kevin uses light rail to get home from games and he scrambles out of there to to hit the last out last train and he's like look what san fernando going to one lane each way did for traffic i mean yeah i mean it was really bad i mean just leaving my old office on almaden in san fernando took 25 minutes to get to montgomery and san carlos after they made that change and that's ridiculous i mean and, and, mm -hmm. at, and at times you know when fans are coming down for uh for games i mean at five o'clock it, it it's already backed up with people leaving and such i mean i i can't i mean that's just gonna be crazy and like like we're saying here with, oh my god with five o'clock on 280 dear god and 87 you know with yeah, one, and, 87. and with one lane in each direction on santa clara street imagine the gridlock from cars buses scooters pedicabs pedestrians among all that construction when santa clara streets tore up so I'd rather have hot pokers in my eyes at that point. But see, but the thing is, is that they're not even considering the arena. Yeah, no, that's and that's the scary part. Not yeah. only is it not considering, but it's just it doesn't even seem like they have any regard for the the way that the arena is going to be put into the plans. It seems like they're kind of an afterthought at this point. Well, and that's and that's the thing. They need to have this timed out. Don't combine it all at once. I mean, I get what you're trying to do right away to to do this, but at the point at what at what cost does it come to having an arena and having the sharks in around? Because good luck trying to get people around there. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, and Hernandez is saying, so, Puck Guy, what are you suggesting? That we storm the town meeting and tell them to back off? Dude, I, for one, welcome Overlord, Google Overlord. Honestly, think of Stable Center. It works. Okay. I, I would say to, to go, go email. You know, we have that on the scroll right here. Go email them because, yeah, you're not even considering the Sharks or the arena uh, future. I mean, at this point, I'm almost on the verge of saying, you know, San Jose doesn't really care about the Sharks. You're it's you're kind you're, of a slap you're in the face. You're you're it, almost it really you're is. almost like having the the dollar sign eyes for Google and everything. And I think they can be. I think both can both can be cohesive with this all. But at this point, it looks like you're just not you're not you, you're you're not even including one of your biggest businesses to uh, influence downtown. And and that's what I'm trying to get at because the planning commission needs to get these things kind of in order first before we just tear up everything. And, you know, for those who commute to the games, good luck. Commission a study. Commission a study on, on, on the arena and, and how, you know, uh, or what the percentage of fans coming into the arena, how they get in, yeah. how they, um, it, you know, commute to and from the game and really start to have a dialogue, you know, have this. I want the city to kind of step up at the plate here and, and have a dialogue with the Sharks, a discussion with the Sharks, with one of the, the first foundational blocks to the downtown re revitalization. I mean, again, I mean, this that part of town was a dump in in it was in a used the, car dealership like, before they built yeah on it. yeah so. and, and and again like how much did it i mean not only the sense of civic pride that downtown has for the sharks but also all of the restaurants that have been put in all of the all of the small mom and pop chains that have you know supported the team that i mean we, we remember going through the lockout and how they were affected you know, the downtown arena uh, district, how it was affected by, um, uh, you know, the lockout and the lack of fans and the lack of foot traffic going in. And, and and when you saw that, I mean, that should be a signal to, you know, to the city planners that, hey, look, like they're, they're a key tenant. They're a key 
foundational piece to to our growth and and we need to to you know be caretakers of them not you know totally cut them off at the legs yeah i mean you you can talk all you want and one thing that that uh jonathan becker sharks president ha- uh, said with aj today and that's on our youtube channel so check that out uh you know the the only defense the sharks have right now is controlling the parking lots uh becker has said that the time for talk is over it's time to see action because they yeah. they aren't giving them a time to talk they're like we're we're getting we need action and we need things to be taken care of right now um so again please uh you know the downtown west project you know it, it's scheduled uh for a review on wednesday uh by the city of san jose at 6 30 to uh email your comments please uh please email uh what is it the, the uh uh, where would we have it on here? Shoot. Um, hold on, I'll I'll pull it yeah, up. Yeah, no, here. it's uh, it is at. Uh, let me get this thing out of the way. You know, it's at planning support staff at sanjoseca.gov before noon. I mean, honestly, yeah. you need to have you need to help this, and even if you're outside of San Jose, uh, you know, this affects everybody. You know, you don't have light rail in santa cruz or los gatos or or roughly in campbell to work around it i mean come on so sharks fans get together teal together as they would say you know uh i know i know uh sharks fan noel i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher your name so forgive me noel bilado uh one of our viewers uh put out a tweet to get a letter you know together so it, it it's something that needs to happen because the last thing you need is to have the lack of support show up and then you're going to hear i mean you hear what the coyotes deal with for 25 years uh from canadian markets about how they don't care you think that that when the league sees a, an empty shark tank because people are trying to get to the arena you can't get anywhere yeah, I mean, it's going to get called out big time. You can also email the city council at city.clerk at sanjoseca.gov uh, in there. You can, uh, you know, you can check out your, find out where you can really contract your district councilman uh, at sanjose.gov slash your dash government slash departments slash city dash council. That was easy to say on there. Uh, but definitely, we'll, we'll put all these links in the description at the end of the uh of the show here because it's a huge thing um you know the last thing is is you know last thing you want to see is the the beginning of the end for the sharks in the bay area because really there's no other spot in san jose for them to go to don't you put that out well you know don't you put that out there i i don't want to you know how much i believe teal but honestly downtown is where the sharks should be and if yeah. they if they lose this, where else are they going to go? So, all right, that being out of the way, we have 22 likes. We have 41 people watching. If you're still here, we appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button down below. You know, after all that, if we have a Venmo donation uh, at Teal Town USA, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, right now, the Sharks are clinging on for dear life for the playoff race. Uh, they're five points out with the St. Louis winning tonight. Uh, in fact, Blues fans are probably thanking Sharks fans because the regulation victory for the Sharks uh, helps out the Blues big time, you know, and that's the big one. Bellado. Thank you, Noel. So sorry about that. So, um, you know, so here, here's the situation at hand. Um, I mean, Honestly, of course, Barabanov uh, with the game-winning goal for the Sharks. Uh, good to see. Uh, you know, like Kevin was saying in the chat earlier, he's playing for a qualifying offer. Uh, what can he? What can he show? Uh, you know, I, I'm curious if Chekovic or uh, Shemlevsky get a chance to go in there. Oh, and Jerry, Jerry F. <laughs> Always coming in for uh, for. Uh, for the love of of the wraparound, so uh, Landy, shall we? 
We shall. All right. Whew. All right. Canadians 2, Calgary 1 to Foley with the game-winning goal. Thank you very much. That helps my fantasy hockey team. Uh, Blues 4, Avalanche 1. The Blues have now won two in a row. The Avalanche have taken a step back. Uh, all of a sudden, the Avalanche just have a one-point lead for second place in the West Division over Minnesota. So it will be interesting to see if that changes over time. But uh, in in Ottawa, or some people say Ottawa, uh, the Senators win 2-1. to one. Uh, Josh Norris, oh God. Josh Norris with his 14th of the season for the, the gift that keeps on giving, uh, buddy. Oh boy, you know. Uh, the the thing is, is that you know Ottawa's kind of strung a few few here and there. I mean, I don't think they're gonna they're going to make it, but uh, you know, Ottawa, <laughs> you know, forty points. Sharks are at uh, forty three. I'm just saying. Uh, in overtime, Jamie Ben with back to back game winning. Overtime goals. He's the first uh, Stars slash North Stars player to do that uh, in a 4-3 victory as the Stars beat the Carolina Hurricanes. But the Canes do clinch a playoff spot. Uh, former Shark, quote-unquote, has been uh, Joe Pavelski with his 21st of the season on the power play to get things going for Dallas in that victory there. In Nashville, Nashville keeps running, uh, and they are... Uh, you know, they're hanging in f f the playoff race with Chicago and Dallas and, and Nashville wins four to one over the Florida Panthers. And that one, uh, the Connor McDavid show, my goodness. Uh, he had a hat trick tonight. Uh, Landy, pull it up for me. How many points is he at now? Cause I know he has his chance at 90 for the season. But uh, who Patrick Kane? No, no, Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor McJesus. Yes, Connor McJesus or Connor McBroken, as he was once known as. But uh, you know, it'd be would be amazing if he could hit a hundred in this fifty-six game season. But the Oilers win six to one over the Winnipeg Jets, as that gets interesting, as they might be jockeying position for who has home ice in round one. Uh, He's got eighty-one points. Oh, jeez, and how many games? I think Edmonton has like what ten. Uh, yeah. So he, if he averages two points a game, he's gonna get to 156 games. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, the freeway faceoff tonight in L.A. The Kings win four to one over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, L.A. was able to able to solve <laughs> Anthony Stolarz. Uh, they get four. Dustin Brown with his 17th in the season there, uh, and uh, of course the Sharks win six to four in that one. So <coughs> that is your wraparound for this evening. Uh, but uh, man, oh man, it's gonna be a fun race. I mean, yes, the Sharks are pretty much out of it. They're still clinging on, but uh. I'm curious for these for some of these playoff chases. I mean, the the one in the central between Nashville, Chicago, and Dallas. I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, well, Chicago's kind of fallen back a little bit, but Dallas is right on the cusp with two games in hand. Uh, the Rangers, who if they were if this was a regular season, they'd be in right now. Uh, they're four points back of Boston. Uh, Montreal, you know, will. How will they have? How will they go up against Toronto in round one? It looks like that's what will be the matchup eventually, unless Calgary or Vancouver get on a roll. And of course, the one in the West, which I think has been you know quite interesting, Landy, with uh, you know St. Louis and Arizona, you know, kind of backing into a playoff spot. <laughs> no, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. I mean, like really, that's kind of what we've come to. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> for sure. So, all right. Well, in case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and always available at tealtownusa.com.
So, Landy, uh, Wednesday night, Sharks and Desert Dogs do it again at the take. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be quite a game. Uh, yep. I mean, again, and again, it's a must-win game for Holly, both of both squads. And, uh, you know, for Arizona, they probably need a lot more than the Sharks do right now. But, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up at this point. You know what I mean? And I'm just, uh, yeah, just letting it all soak in. <laughs> Let the mediocrity penetrate your soul. Penetration phrasing, as Brett Hedick would say for tonight. Uh, we'll do, we'll do one tankathon here. The Sharks still have the eighth best odds at six, 6%. Let's see what we got here. Come on. And we got Anaheim and uh, Calgary yeah, going nine. one and two. Oh boy! And the Sharks fall down to number nine. That's great. Yes, yeah, two, two. Well, two. hey, Logan was picked at nine. True. I think also Meyer was as well. So we'll see. I don't know if I would want to <laughs> want to bang that drum <laughs> with Ranton and going right after him. Anyway, exactly. anyhow, Landy, good to see you, bud. Uh, your yeah. final thoughts and where the people can find you. Oh, final thoughts. Um, to, uh, I guess just continue to enjoy the firsts uh, that we get to see with the team. Uh, get to kind of take a look with, um, you know, with some skeptic skeptical eyes on uh, the new guys coming up to see what they've got for next year. And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-D-I at all of the social media garbage. All righty. Thank you, of course, good friend of mine. And you can find me at PuckGuy14 on the tour of the Instagram. We will be back with you on Wednesday following Sharks and Desert Dogs. That game uh, is a huge one for both of them. Uh, I believe that's at 7.30, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but now the uh, conversation continues on our Discord channel, so jump on over there. And uh, until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Wednesday following Sharks and Coyotes Part death.